brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And Happy New Year, everybody! Yeah, we're on the air everywhere. You gotta love it. Come on! I'm super excited about today's show, I have to say. What a great way to start the new year. Glad to have Kim you. Is here. Kim, how are you? Kim, what is your story? I mean, what is your story, Kim? You've got uh, a lip gloss on that you were going on about before the show started. Kim, how are you? I mean, it's some... I don't know. Kim seems very excited about her lip gloss. Who's to make your lips bigger? No, I see. Was like, that an issue for you, the, the no, size of your lips? No, but I got it for Christmas, and it's got the minty, tingly thing going on. Huh? And so it's supposed to plump up your lips. What? So as the show goes on, if my lips <laughs> kind of overtake my face, that's what happens. Wow, well, that, would be, uh, that would be really cool to see, by the way, if your lips just overtook your face. I'm just saying it would be pretty... You know. we'll do- Kim, how are you? All right. Oh, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Oh, thank you. I'll write, I'll write it, it and we'll do and it we'll, live. And Kim's lips will overcome and overtake her face today. I mean, they might have been steeped into your frame. I don't know. Uh, Tony is uh, the man. Thanks, Tony. He is uh, operating all the technical stuff and producing this show today. We've got a really don't cool for this show thing. ahead. <laughs> I'll tell you that David K. Johnston, the Pulitzer Prize winner, will be here in the second hour. And in his appearance, we will discuss... During his appearance, the desperate, but sometimes you never know how effective, attempt on the part of the Trump people to evade a lot of these issues around whether or not Trump should appear in ballots in various states, in primaries, and even in the general. We'll get to that, as I say, in the second hour. I have a chunk of Trump that I may do before the second hour in our conversation with David K. Johnston. And the chunk of Trump involves some of Donald Trump's New Year's Eve celebration, which I felt you would like to see. Uh, I, By the way, speaking of New Year's Eve, it is, um, it's time, I guess. This is the Mark Thompson. We didn't even talk about this at all when it went up. The Mark Thompson. Um, Christmas ornament? I don't think it, it is a Christmas ornament, and it's time... I guess to take it down, right, Tony? Yeah, it's sad. That's sad, but the 
yeah, the Christmas ornament is going to have to is going to have to go. You know, uh, we do the uh, the funeral dirge music. You don't have it. We're doing it live. Do we have it? The uh, it should be. Yeah. Well, that is the. <laughs> it's not. We're not burning it. We're not. It. We're not. We're not. It's just. Yeah, you get it. Light right, it on right. fire. Yeah. Set it ablaze. Yeah. Uh, but you it was. It. You should have done it on the boat. It was a homemade, uh, done by my number one fan, who's been with me since the very beginning. So uh, very uh, cool. So it comes out only at the holidays. Um, it is great to be back from the uh, the cruise, as uh, Kim mentioned. The uh, the Mark Thompson show. The cruise was a, a spectacular uh, trip to Central and South America, Ecuador, Guatemala, Peru, Chile. I have a story from Chile today, and it's bizarro, and it is in law and disorder, and that's coming up in another few minutes. There's actually a ton of stuff coming up in law and disorder that I think reflects our society and from all around the globe. Uh, My bags continue to enjoy the vacation in Central and South America, even as I'm here with you now in America. I think they got ripped off. I don't think it was a misplacing. I think it was a stealing. Well, without getting into too much of the X's and O's of it, they said they found them on Twitter. I've been in touch with the Twitter people who represent the cruise line. But the official website, and the official agency, if you will, that's supposed to be handling it, they still have it listed as lost. Mm. So it's, I don't know. Even with that, it was pretty great, I have to say. I thought it would be bad. You know I was reluctant to go. I didn't want to go. But I got a chance to still watch some of the show, still felt connected to what was going on, and also see some of these exotic ports of call. Let me put my credibility glasses on so I can see what Jill has written. Happy birthday and New Year, Mark. Glad you are back, but Kim and crew did a marvelous job in your absence. Oh, that's very, very nice. Well, I know you have to say that to be polite. Kim, how are you? But, I mean, the reality is that, you know. Um, Happiest New Year, MTS, Mark Thompson Show from Maud. What up, Maud? Big shout out. Big shout out. I do want to remind you, uh, there is something new. Did they tie the knot, Brian? Apparently, there's a bet going on. There's more than one person that's asking this question. Oh, um, I would bet against always for the for the best money. Uh, no, there was no <laughs> knot tied. We did have a lovely time, very romantic and lovely time. Uh, Happy New Year from John. Trevor Starr in Hollywood. Big shout out. Big shout out. With the first super chat of the day. A 2024 Super Chat for the year 2024. Happy New Year, Mark. I've been remiss in my attendance to the show the last couple of months. Between a couple of visits from my son and all the holiday crap. But at least I didn't leave the country on a damn boat. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out. Uh, Thank you for that. And I do want to say that I actually, and this is not a, this is not a thing that I'm just saying. I actually wondered where Trevor Starr had been because he was so active in the chat and even in sending me stuff. And you remember when we needed a drop um, grabbed, he'd be the guy to grab it. And he's sort of been MIA 
And I wondered what happened to him. And he now surfaces on this first day of the new year that the show's on the air. So really well done. Trevor, great to have you back, and thank you for getting us started. I will tell you that we I very much appreciate the Super Stickers, Super Chats, and contributions to the show. And, you know, we mention them from time to time. Try not to be too obnoxious about it, but we do need to mention it because of uh, the fact that we're a crowdfunded show. But we have new expenses this year, um, and they're right out of the chute. You may notice uh, something that I think they're already doing. It, I, aren't you guys on the after party already, uh, 1080? Uh, you're already super yeah. high-quality video, right? Yeah. And uh, we have not been. We've been reluctant, honestly, because we're you know we we run so close to the edge in terms of our budget. We have staffing that they don't have on the after party or on Nikki. So anyway, point is, we have done it though. We are now. Uh, it's what is that, Tony? Is it ten eighty? Uh... Yeah, ten eighty p. Yeah, Tony with his typical enthusiasm about it. He is. Uh, <laughs> he, Thanks, Tony. Whenever you need an energy lift. Just mention Tony's name. Thanks, Tony. And he is, uh, yeah, 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 I did, yeah. It's good. Uh, Wes is uh, back for more in 24. What up, Wes? Big shout out. Big shout out, and thank you for the five spot. Uh, If you want to join our show, if you want to be part of this community of supporters, it's Patreon and PayPal is the way you do it. We have a website that will take you to both. Just remember the website. It's themarkthompsonshow.com, themarkthompsonshow.com. There are a lot of us who have been here since the very beginning, says Jerry. Yeah, Jerry's right. Um, there are many of you who have been there since the beginning. And I, when I was saying that um, the person who made the uh, Mark Thompson show, uh, this is actually this is a Christmas ornament that was made before this show was even on the air, some of the other stuff. So that's what I meant. Like, But I appreciate everybody who's here. And uh, let's get going. <laughs> The Mark Thompson Show. I have law and disorder to come, and I have a chunk of Trump still ahead as well. I feel as though um, I'm going to give you, Kim, the choice on um, law and disorder or chunk of Trump. You can decide which one you would like, and that is the one we will go with, as long as it's law and disorder. So go ahead. (laughs) Kim, how are you? I'll pick Law and Disorder for 300, Mark. I love it. Let's do it. Here's some Law and Disorder. In the criminal justice system, the people... Pimps, addicts, thieves, bums, winos, girls who can't keep an address, and men who don't care... ...are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. A cop, a flatfoot, a bull, a dick, John Law, you're the fuzz, the heat, you're poison, you're trouble, you're bad news. These are their stories. A near disaster avoided at the Rose Parade. The Rose Parade, which is that piece of Americana that rolls around every New Year's Day. A driver, a woman in her 20s, rammed her car into a barricade. What? That's right. It happened at the corner of Colorado Boulevard and Chester Avenue. Happened at 10 a.m. She was traveling northbound on Chester toward the Rose Parade route, Kim. Mm. And even though the barrier ramming occurred just a few blocks from a protest at Lake in Colorado that briefly did interrupt the Rose Parade, the two incidents were not related, say authorities. 
The woman attempted to ram through the barricades. Had she been successful, she would have injured numerous parade watchers. Apparently, she was uh, she's arrested for assault with a deadly weapon, which they do, and um, two off-duty cops, not from the area of Pasadena, which is where the Rose Parade is, assisted in detaining the driver before the Pasadena uh, PD wrapped her up. Now, I think in the old days, and I don't know what you'd consider the old days, but not that long ago, there would have been no barriers. I feel in the new world, you have to set these barriers up everywhere. You have to set them up around farmer's markets. You have to set them up around arts and crafts exhibitions, and you have to set them up certainly around something as high profile as the Rose Parade. They did, and those barriers did their job. Why she rammed it? Still unclear. A major announcement in court. Not for the show, so we cannot play the major announcement. Um, announcement. The appeals court now allowing California to ban guns in most public places. A federal appeals court halted a lower court's block on the law, which, again, the law prohibits firearms in certain places like playgrounds, libraries. So the federal appeals court, this just happened over the weekend, allowing California's ban on carrying firearms in most public places to take effect in 2024. This is one of those laws that was to take effect in the new year and now will. State law, uh, it's a Senate Bill 2. It sets several restrictions on gun ownership. Newsom approved it in September, but the U.S. District Court for the Central District of Columbia had blocked enforcement of the law in December. They said, this is the judge, Cormac Carney is the judge's name, in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of Columbia. The judge had said that the ban on guns in most public places would unconstitutionally, quote, deprive citizens of their right to bear arms. You know, in the United States of guns, we always have to be able to be strapped whenever we want to. The judge wrote in his ruling to grant an injunction that the ban is sweeping and repugnant to the Second Amendment and openly defiant of the Supreme Court. That was the original judge who said, hey, you can't restrict carrying guns in public places. And... The reality is that this would have changed life in California pretty dramatically. The appeals court, though, said, quote, that it will, quote, allow our common sense gun laws to remain in place while we appeal the district court's dangerous ruling. That's, um, I mean, I'm with the Senate, the the bill's author of the, the, you know, uh, State Senator Anthony Portentino. He's a Democrat. And he said, quote, clearly Californians will be safer when SB2 becomes law. The restrictions are in the best interest of the public. I mean, how could you possibly disagree with that? But this uh, Second Amendment jihadism is out of control, as you know, in this country. But in any case, for the moment, that appeals court ruling really does change things. And this person wishes they'd had a gun so that more people could get the point 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At Chipotle. Oh, no. That's right. Chipotle worker is beaten by a furious... These customers are furious... Mm-mm. Over an extra chicken charge. <laughs> Jamel Williams, 36, and Kayla Pyle, 34. They should have known better. No. They attacked the worker following a dispute over an extra charge. Enraged they were, Kim. Yeah. And they learned that their order of extra chicken would cost more. Everything costs more, people. Get in line. If you want extra something like chicken. It's going to cost more. Right. I mean, I don't get how that's, you know, breaking news to you. Do they not live in California? It's absolutely. Yeah. It's get the memo. Why are you yelling? Because when a 20 year old worker at Chipotle is just doing their job, saying that your request for extra chicken is going to cost more, a heated argument ensued. And the worker was allegedly so upset with the interaction that she decided to end her shift early from the Indian Land Eatery near Charlotte. She went home around 9 p.m. As the worker headed for the door, one of the perpetrators of this entire thing, one of the customers, is six feet, three inches tall and 300 pounds, came at her from the other side, pushed her to the floor and began hitting her, pulling her hair and jerking her around. Then the other person jumped in. Customers could be heard yelling at the attackers to stop. That's awful. It's pretty awful, exactly. And, And on its face, it's disgusting. And I'm glad they didn't have guns. There you go. How much do you get paid to work at Chipotle? Right. Exactly. I mean, is that worth it to put yourself in the public, in the middle of the public with crazy people all over? Gosh. It's well, they ran, you know, yeah. uh, but store video and uh, video taken by witnesses identified, you know, helped identify who they were. So, I mean, it's just awful. But that's what's going on. You know, Happy New Year. Meantime, this is sort of grim, but this is, again, in the United States of guns. Father and son arrested after the 10-year-old shoots another boy with a stolen gun. Oh, come on. 53-year-old guy and his 10-year-old son arrested over the weekend in Sacramento. He shot another kid using a stolen gun that he'd found in his father's car. 
Good news out of Chile, where I've just come from. What? How's the best way to say that, Tony? From from where I've just come, isn't that how you would say it, Tony? Thanks, Tony. Um, from whence from, I just arrived. Oh, <laughs> no. from whence? Maybe. No. Well, all right. Anyway, the byline comes from Santiago, Chile. Chile's oldest and most overcrowded prison had they, and there's some disagreement on this, uh, had a rat problem, they thought, and they brought in some cats to get rid of the rat problem. That's at least one story. There are others who say these cats just started showing up spontaneously. But whatever the situation and however the cats got there, the cats have transformed this gross, overcrowded, horrible prison into a place where the inmates have fallen in love with the cats. What can you tell us about the scene? (laughs) The scene used to be pretty rough, Larry, but the inmates have fallen in love with the felines. What can you tell us about the scene? So they're they're now therapy cats at the jail? In a sense, they are. They are Mm -hmm. our companions, said Carlos Nunez a prisoner showing off a two-year-old tabby that he named Feta, or Ugly. That's her name. Uh, He's behind prison bars, but Feta comes and visits him, Kim. While caring for multiple cats during his 14-year sentence for home burglary, Carlos Nunez says that he's discovered their special essence. Compared with, say, a cellmate or even a dog, he says. A cat, this is a quote, Makes you worry about it, feed it, take care of it, give it special attention. When we were outside and free, we never did this. We discovered this in here. What can you tell us about the scene? The scene's transformed, Larry. These prisoners have fallen in love with the cats. The cats are probably like, what did we do wrong to end up in prison? Come on. The cats seem happy. You can, uh, Tony will put up a pic of the cat. Yeah, they're being in the arms of, of the uh, a little bit of love. Yeah, there you go. See, prisons are hostile places, said uh, um, the warden of the prison. <laughs> By the way, the warden of the prison is a woman, which is uh, it's nice to see you women breaking into the uh, prison warden business. That's why there's cats in prison. See what happens when the ladies are in charge. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Prisons are hostile places, she says. So, of course, when you see there's an animal giving affection and generating these positive feelings, it logically causes a change in behavior, a change in mindset. So that's going on in the most notorious prison in Santiago, Chile. And finally, I finish Law and Disorder with this. A DUI driver in Los Angeles was involved in one of those freeway pursuits, which are the mother's milk of local news in Southern California. (laughs) It spans several Los Angeles communities and, uh, and, and you know went on different freeways and involved multiple agencies. And then the driver stopped, not to surrender, but to get more gas, everybody. That's right. You know, sometimes we, even during a police pursuit, you need We a have stop. video now. Tony is putting it up. The uh, driver stopping at a... Uh, Thanks, Tony. <laughs> Got to put that credit card in, get the gas. <laughs> this is wild. It's like this is the new kind of freeway pursuit. 
And here come the cops, but the cops closed in too late. Yeah, they did. You would have thought they would more more on top of that. Yeah, it was. uh, They let him tank up, and then they uh, then they closed in. Just imagine being the guy next to him because everyone had it on TV. So all these helicopters are above you. The cops understand. How can the cops be so far behind? It was truly a. a pursuit which does demand an explanation. I mean, even the media saw the guy at the gas station. Really? <laughs> like the news chopper is there before the cops? Yeah, it's Come definitely on. one to. And if you're just listening to the show, you should go to the YouTube and uh, check it out. And it is really something to to see. And with that, my friends, it's Law and Disorder for today. Tune in again next time for more Law and Disorder on The Mark Thompson Show. All right, that's it. Let's roll. Hey, let's be careful out there. Well, The Mark Thompson Show. I also want to mention that the $1.2 million Powerball ticket was sold, kids. That's right. In Southern California. What? Yeah. No jackpot winners in California for yesterday's $810 million Powerball drawing. But somebody but, in Michigan won it. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. They won the big jackpot. Oh, that's right. Sorry, yeah. Kim is right, but not in California. Right. Um, but somebody got a chunk. Yeah, one point. Did I say 1.2? Yeah, yeah. 1.2. Um, it was sold at the Country Store located at Baker Boulevard in Baker. California. Have you ever been there, Baker? I think I've been through Baker. I've never been to Baker. Yeah. <laughs> to find out where that is. Yeah, I think it's, I thought it was in the. Is that on the way Valley? to Vegas? Yeah, in the desert. With the world's tallest thermometer, right? Oh, is that in Baker? <laughs> I think so, right? Oh. No, let me see. Dang it, now I'm gonna look it's it's, it's uh, in San Bernardino County. Okay, so yeah, on the way to Vegas. Yeah. I thought it was in the desert. Total mm. population, 735. So everybody knows that person who just won 1.2. Huh. I yeah. found this story, uh, which probably wasn't written by the Chamber of Commerce. Oh, Gateway to Death Valley. Oh. The Broken Dreams of Baker, California. <laughs> Deep in the heart of the Mojave Desert lies Baker, California, a desolate little town. And I don't have my... Do, can I the dig anything us anymore? The in Baker. Yeah, that's right. I remember. There's a reason Uh, to stop. I'll ding desolate. Um, Yeah, the world's tallest thermometer. Seems like this is the time of year to go. You you, you don't want to go in the summer, you know. Buy a lottery ticket, see the thermometer. Right, and who knew? So that little town is now front and center. 1.2 million is what the guy got. Yeah. So, um, And as Kim says, the... Jackpot ticket sold in Michigan. So uh, congratulations, whatever Michigander won that. Good stuff. I uh, The Mark Thompson Show. I will remind you that Jefferson Graham joins us in the next half hour. He does on Tuesdays. He thinks that this thing he's going to tell us about today is the biggest consumer product in the new year. I'm looking at it, and I don't think so. But we'll tell you about that in the minutes ahead. The reason I don't think so is because it's price. I just don't think that things that are priced 
so high become hot consumer products or even talked about because they're just too expensive. I think his point is, yeah, not a lot of people are going to get them because of the price, but it's going to be talked about and it's going to be the future. So anyway, we'll get into that with Jefferson Graham. Also, uh, he's got bad news for Amazon Prime video subscribers. And um, he'll also tell us about the Consumer Electronics Show, which has changed from what it used to be to what it is now. So we'll get to all of that as it comes. I mentioned Debbie K. Johnston in the um, second hour, of course, the Pulitzer Prize winner. We'll talk about Trump. And if I can, after Kim's news, I'll do a chunk of Trump, which is all about Trump's New Year's Eve down in Mar-a-Lago. We have a couple of pieces of video, if we can get to that. I don't want to sully the conversation with David K. Johnston with the New Year's Eve stuff about Trump. So that's why I'm doing it before David K. Johnston arrives. Smash the like button. Smash it with your iron rod. Give us a thumbs up. Costs you nothing. If you're not yet a member of our crew, of our community, please do jump on board. We are completely crowdfunded. So as I mentioned, we've got some new expenses. I think they're all designed to make the show better. And those expenses uh, we need to cover, and we, you know, again, we work so close to the edge, but we really appreciate everybody who is part of our community. The MarkThompsonShow.com, click Patreon or PayPal. Those links take you right through to contribute. Kim's News. And then we'll try to get to some Mar-Lago, Jefferson Graham, David K. Johnston, and more. The Mark Thompson Show. Great, I loved it. How would you handle this? We could try ignoring it, sir. Morning. You cannot say you love your country. Where are my weed smokers at? Stay at home and get baked. On the Mark Thompson Show, I'm Kim McAllister. This report sponsored by Tenuta Vineyards in Livermore. Well, some breaking news this morning. Harvard University President Claudine Gay is resigning. She announced her decision Tuesday in a message to the Harvard community. This comes following allegations of plagiarism and a campus controversy over anti-Semitism. Gay's tenure is now the shortest in the school's history after she became Harvard's first black president in July. She took on water so quickly. It was one of the biggest, I mean, she took on water faster than the Titanic. I mean, she went down so quickly as a result, first of her stumble, which I thought was just inexcusable and bizarre, and it was all that, you know, the wokeness stuff that people talk about. It was like a cartoonish version of it. I mean, there really are legit ways that you can talk about, you know, wokeness or a um, an understanding of a changing culture, but the way that those college presidents sat in that congressional committee and then just blew it, blew a softball question. I thought that was just, that was cartoonish. Anyway, add to that, then she has a target on her, the plagiarism. I mean, these things might have been spinnable, but when you put them all together in the same 10 day news cycle, she's done. There you go. Yeah, that's it. She's out. Former President 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No there he is, Donald Trump. He is expected to appeal the Colorado Supreme Court decision banning him from the Republican primary ballot as soon as today. Trump's legal team is expected to file an appeal with the U.S. Supreme Court. He will also appeal Maine's decision to keep him off that state's primary ballot, too. So that is all in the works. Investigators say a deadly New Year's crash in Rochester, New York, does not appear to be terrorism-related. That is the latest. Uh, this accident involved three vehicles, one of which exploded. At least a dozen canisters of gasoline were found in the wreckage of the 35-year-old suspect's car. He was killed along with two others in this crash that happened after a concert early Monday. Five people are dead and more than a dozen hurt after a runaway, a runway collision rather in Tokyo. This a Japan Airlines flight with nearly 380 passengers aboard burst into flames after colliding with the Japanese military plane. It happened early this morning. Authorities say miraculously everyone on board the commercial plane survived this disaster. City of San Jose continues to see a downward trend in the amount of homicides in the city. New data shows San Jose had 36 homicides in the city limits in 2023, less than San Francisco's 53, way less than Oakland's 126. San Jose has seen homicide numbers in the 30s for the last three years. A low number, officials say, can be attributed to better police work in that city. In the North Bay, bird flu outbreaks are affecting two more poultry producer, producers in Sonoma County. New data from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows a pair of commercial egg farms were added to the list of impacted sites last Thursday. The farms were ordered to kill off a combined 91,300 birds. The companies that own the farms have not been named. Due to the bird flu outbreak, more than 1.1 million birds across nine farms in Sonoma County have been euthanized since the week of Thanksgiving. Yeah, and euthanized makes it sound yeah. so much prettier than it is. It's awful. I saw it, and it's right down the street from you in Petaluma. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, um, uh, I, you know, you know where I sit on this. I just feel I like if, if we were uh, a little more humane in the way we treated these creatures, we would not have the insane spread of this, of these horribly communicable diseases, and they wouldn't, of course, uh, jump into the human population. Okay, speech over. Go ahead. California will be the first state to offer health insurance to all uh, immigrants, undocumented immigrants. There will uh, there are more than two million undocumented immigrants in California. Experts estimate that providing health insurance for illegal immigrants will cost uh, Californians upwards of three billion dollars per year. 
Stage is set for the college football playoff national championship game. The top-ranked Michigan will meet second-ranked Washington in this year's title game after both won semifinals on New Year's Day. Takes place next Monday in Houston. And as Mark had mentioned, some lucky winner or winners will be starting off the new year hundreds of millions of dollars richer after Monday's Powerball drawing. Lottery officials say a single winning ticket was sold at a food castle in Grand Blanc, Michigan, worth an estimated $842 million. The cash option works out just over $425 million bucks before taxes. I'll take it. Nope, not me. What? Yeah. <laughs> this report sponsored by Tanuta Wineries. Uh, you can simply say smash it with your iron rod when you call Rich out at Tanuta at 925-699-4576. Stock up your wine cabinet, your wine closet, your wine inventory for the new year <laughs> get some why are you yelling red some hey which one of you is mark thompson pinot grigio it's all good again call rich and say smash it with your iron rod at 925-699-4576 you get some wine you make a friend for life you get your 10 percent off and you go away feeling happy wow. i'm kim McAllister, right this is the mark thompson show I don't know. I don't know. It's the uh, first show of the new year, 2024. Very excited about Jefferson Graham coming up. Prior to Jefferson Graham, I do have a chunk of Trump. Open wide. Ready? Here comes your chunk of Trump. It's my favorite food. With your first bite, here's Mark Thompson. I have a feeling it's going to be beautiful. Uh, Well, the great Tony has uh, uh, pictures of Donald Trump's um, celebration there at Mar-a-Lago. You know, it's a um, members-only club, but you can buy your way into a lot of these celebrations. And uh, they're giving he, out free uh, federal documents with a t- every ticket purchase. That <laughs> way, you know what? It's a wild idea. Where's right? the wild idea? I don't have any of my uh, Tony. You know, <sighs> the more you spend, the more top secret the officials, the documents become. I, uh, w- Tony, my. Ooh, it's a wild idea, but it just might thank work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm uh, excited. Don't know if people walked away with uh, classified docs or not, but what was in that gift bag, we'll never know. But here's on stage, wasn't it, Tony? Vanilla Ice and one of the Ninja Turtles. Go for it, Tony. Show everybody a little oh, of the... Oh, wait, uh, give me a second. I'll get that one. Hold on one second. Oh, okay. Uh, well, what was that? You had Vanilla Ice on stage. That was Vanilla Ice. You had him. Julie says, free my pillows too, along with your packet. Uh, yeah. That's right. Free my pillows, of course. Here's Vanilla Ice. They pan over to Trump. He's, uh, he's really getting down. Uh, he's, he likes to. He that's his pose. You know, I, he's not. He's like posing for his statue all the time. Uh, good for him. You know, he's he's found a character and he's not moving off it. You know, so uh, good for Trump. Here's another shot of Trump <laughs> and uh, this is uh, this is Vanilla Ice and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. On. There you go. Yeah. Which one is that? Michelangelo, Donatello. Uh, which Mike. one is that? Is that Michelangelo? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tony with the <laughs> solid uh, mutant ninja t- turtle knowledge. Thanks, Tony. Our key cabinet. Who? My buddy was the voice of, I think, Michelangelo. Well, there you go, bro. Basically. Mikey, Mikey, I got to find that. I think that was right. What? Nothing says New Year's Eve more than vanilla ice and and, and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's a throwback <laughs> it's New bad. Year's Eve, Kim. How dare you? Kim, how are you? Ooh, that's a party. Oh, you know what, Kim? <laughs> I, I would have been happy to have vanilla ice and... Really? Yeah. Mm. I think, get off of my boy Trump. Uh-huh. Yeah. In the new year, I'm not going to let you, uh, you know... It uh, was very uh, inappropriate of you to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's inappropriate of oh. you to say. Yeah. So I, yeah. I I completely disagree. I think mm-hmm. there is uh, plenty of evidence that it was a great celebration. And here's the top if you want to see Melania that. Melania was not there. Did you happen to notice he was standing by some other lady? Melania's <laughs> mom. Yeah. Well, Mel- I think she was with her mo- with her mother is what I I think Kim. Melania, yeah, is her mom is deathly ill. And so Melania went to take care of her mother. Mm-hmm. And you know what I noticed is that the party didn't stop just because a family member is deathly ill. That's nice. You know, you keep the party. Well, Kim, it's a New Year's Eve party and it is, um, <laughs> you know, the party I mean, if, goes on, Kim. If my I mom mean, is really sick, the party is over. Done. Sorry, you can't come this year. My mom's really sick. No. Yeah, but I not understand. At the, not at Mar-a-Lago. Trump's well, like, you oh, have a different Go take care of your mom. I'm going to I'm going uh, to celebrate with, new, with, uh, with Michelangelo and uh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you put together that kind of show, it's, uh, you know, there's never been anything like There's never been anything like this. Yeah, I mean, you've got to, you know, when those two are together, Kim, you know, I'm surprised. There is nothing in our history that That, quite compares to this. That is true. So I think I'm betting Melania said, please go ahead, party without me. Uh Um, Family has never stopped Trump, (laughs) (laughs) says Gil in the chat. Very funny. Um Melania was locked in that tower at Mar-a-Lago, says uh, William Lundgren. Uh, yeah, it's uh, she apparently was with her, her sick mother. Uh, you the know who other, else was there? what's that? You know who else was there at the party? Who's uh, that? After Vanilla Ice left the stage, they had that Lee Greenwood fellow who sings. The oh, proud to be proud to be an American. Song. Yeah. Yeah. So nothing follows up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles by <laughs> like proud to be an American. You know. Someone's telling us that Donatello is the uh, oh. was the Ninja Turtle Tony. So no, uh, Donatello is purple. Stop it! Oh, to- <laughs> don't challenge Tony on wow. mutant you- Ninja Turtle knowledge. Thanks, Tony. Passionate about that. The last thing and last item after we've Stop. just uh, shared a little bit of what was going on with the former president's fundraiser slash. New Year's Eve celebration. Governor Ron DeSantis is now saying, also alongside Nikki Haley. That if he's elected president, he will pardon Donald Trump as well. As you know, Trump's facing 91 felony charges and four indictments. And he's saying, don't worry, I got you. He's fully committed on the Iowa stump. Remember, Iowa's caucus is coming up, which is bizarre. It's not really a primary. We've talked about it with Michael Shore. We'll talk about it again. But DeSantis is saying he's fully committed to pardoning former President Trump if he's convicted. And he's saying, I've said that months ago, and I will pardon the former president. So everybody's, shall we just say, uh, both running against Trump, but also 
tipping the hat to Trump as an understanding that that's important to MAGA nation. And so we'll mention it to David K. Johnston, although I think it's just uh, also a play to be what? Possibly vice president? That's what I think Nikki, says. Nikki Haley certainly wants that. He says both of them are hoping that they will be his vice president. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. I think that's not that's right. That, my friends, is your chunk of Trump. That's it for this edition. Well, I really enjoyed it. But make sure to join us again next time. I think you might want to listen. There's nothing wrong with listening. For another chunk of Trump. Right on. No, no, no. I wanted the that. That's it for this edition. Well, I really enjoyed it. But make sure to join us again next what is time. That, I think you might want to listen. There's nothing wrong with listening. Huh? For another no. chunk of Trump. You want to run that a third time now, Tony? Or uh, uh, what happened there? Do you want to file an incident report on that? How dare you? The Mark Thompson Show. Put it together for the former tech writer for USA Today. Now he does Photo Walks TV. He's a, a brilliant substacker as well. When it comes to technology, photography, ins and outs of Androids and iPhones, he's got it all. How about a Jefferson Graham? Jeff, welcome. Uh, now would be a good time to add Jeff to the mix. Yeah, there thank you, go. you. Yeah, This is going to be uh, the greatest Mark Thompson show of the year so far, right? Well, that is uh, indeed the case. Uh, I see what you did. Um, the uh, I don't like to... Uh, We'll get to the super, stack, uh, super stickers and super chats in just a few moments. I don't like to interrupt Jefferson Graham when he's on a roll. Um, <laughs> good Jeff, to see you again. Good, good to see, to see you. Again. You're, uh, you're a friend of the show for a long time. You've given us um, a lot of tips along the way as we birthed this show. And I'm wondering now if you can give us some tips about the year ahead. Now, you mentioned... Um, did you use any of Jefferson Graham's photo tips for your vacation, asks Al. Um, it's very funny you ask that question because as I toured the ruins in Peru and in some of these places, um, uh, Ecuador, Guatemala, I thought I know whatever I'm doing is not good enough. Like, Jefferson Graham would have gotten more out of this moment, I guess is what I'm getting at. But I, the thing that I did note was I shot everything in landscape, all video, and I tried to note the movement, which you had mentioned, you know, the stabilizer, which they talk about being so great, which you had told me once is not super great yet. So I tried to hold the camera steady. So while Jefferson Graham was top of mind, I still feel as though I didn't really do any justice. I didn't bring, like, all the things for this 360, whatever. I just didn't, you know. Most people don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's why your stuff looks great and most of our stuff looks okay. I will cut something together and share it with, uh, with the kids here on the show. But there is a new virtual reality headset that Apple is coming forward with. And you think, despite its cost that it might sort of be the buzz of the year? It will be the buzz of the year. There'll be more hype about it. There'll be more hype than there will be sales. Uh, $3,500 headset that you could sit in the living room and watch TV and watch your 
your trip to Ecuador and Peru and all the places you went to, and you could watch the video via this without Courtney at your side, unless you spring for $7,000 and you buy two of them. Wow. Uh, the, the quality is supposed to be amazing. I, again, there's going to be way more hype for it than there will be sales. I think uh, they have a long way to go before they start selling lots of these. Um, $3,000 is too much. $2,500 is too much. $2,000 is too much. Maybe at 1000 but even then, I think it's a stretch. But still, but there'll be it's a lot It's interesting. Of uh, let's just go to that $1,000 for a moment because one thing about Apple is that they have consistently put out gorgeous products, products that look good, products that are intuitive, that function fairly well. I mean, they haven't had you know these huge uh, issues um, in general I'm talking about over the life of presenting products to the public. And, and this is the most important point, and it speaks to your point, they've always been on the more expensive side. Why do you feel as though this Vision Pro thing at $1,000, now again, it's not $1,000 yet, but, but you made the point that even at 1000 you think it's probably too expensive. Why do you say that? I mean, it's kind of a cool thing, isn't it? It's a cool thing, but um, you know, if 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 I tell you spend a thousand dollars for a phone that has an amazing camera that will tell you how to get around, that will answer all your calls, that will let you text, that will let you go on Facebook, it does so much. You say, okay, I got to I got to have this. I don't see the I've got to have this within uh, this this uh, this product beyond just saying it's really cool and it will wow my friends. Yeah. Uh... Maybe agree to disagree about this because uh, I think that this is a country of consumers who like to wow their friends with big screen TVs and a lot of things that, I mean, you'd consider you spent all that money on a TV. Yeah. Look, it's cool, isn't it? Uh, this, I think, has a cool factor. Now, again, but let me be clear. I agree with you 100% right now that price point is too high. But if they can get it down, they need to get it down by two-thirds. Um, you know, but that won't happen for a long time. I mean, when I say yeah. a long time, how long might it take to get to a thousand dollars? Three years. Yeah, Something exactly. Like that. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, and, and I don't disagree with you about wowing your friends. I always like to have the, the new iPhone the day it comes out. It's always, you know, it's a great conversation starter, but with this headset, only I can wear it. <laughs> you can't, you can't share it with me. <laughs> so you have to, Go somewhere with those things on to really impress anybody. That's a very. And you're good not going to go anywhere with it. It's going to be in your <laughs> living room. So the best you could do is say, "Mark, come on over. You got to see this thing." And I'll put it on your head, uh, and you'll say, "That's yeah, great." Uh, there it is, the Vision Pro. Look for it uh, soon. It, soon, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, the Consumer Electronics Show is coming. I think it's next week. Isn't it next week? Next week. And, well, now, what, uh, remind us of what it is, what it was, what it is, and what how it's evolving, please. What it was was a showcase for the, the all the new technology that would come out that year that you would see in the stores in the either the summer or the fall. And uh, what it's become now is a Las Vegas bet. Many star startups will create a prototype of a product. They'll get a card table. They'll bring it there. They'll hope that somebody will see it and like it. And if they do like it, they may get some orders, and then they'll actually make it. Now, the odds of that, most of the products that are there will never see the light of day. It's I'd say 95% will never see the light of day. It's fun. There's a lot of robots. There's You want to talk about TVs? 
the greatest TVs you've ever seen in your life. Uh, you walk out of there just in awe of these you know, video walls that Samsung and LG and Sony create. And you really want to get one of those new uh, you know, new TVs. I saw one of those new TVs when I was in Japan. Uh, it was being sold for $45,000. That's how great it looked. Wow. Okay. I could impress you, Mark, for $45,000. Come on over. Come on over. <laughs> it was 100 inches. There's never inches. been anything like this. <laughs> 100 inches. Okay. So, so it's it, right at this point, it's a startup convention. The, one of the most famous stories there is the Ring Doorbell. They went there with a, with a card table. They just happened to run into the buyers from Target and Walmart who put in orders, and the rest is history. So wow. that's one of the great success stories, but most of them are not successful. I remember the other thing about the Ring Doorbell. Didn't they go on Shark Tank and the, they sent all the sharks? All the sharks rejected them. It, it, th- yeah. That's another great story. Um, so that's the way CES has changed. It sounds sort of cool anyway, like uh, to see all of these new technologies, even if 95% of them never make it to the market. How much is it for, like, for me to go with no connections just to buy a ticket type thing? Uh, it's not open to the public, uh, but it's open to media and, and the industry, and obviously you would get in. Uh, but I think at this point – uh, people could find a way to get in because they used to have 200,000 people coming and now it's down to a hundred. So I think they'd probably like to have more people there. How long before it's open to the public, Jefferson Graham? I I don't know. It's not been their thing. It's really been a business, a business trade show. Okay. Uh, The, I just feel as though everybody is sort of the buy-in on technology is so heavy by the general public that, you know, it won't be long before it becomes something like the auto show. You know, which yeah. is all the new stuff, but the public also attends, right? So, but yeah, maybe the, tra- not. the trade shows in in Europe, primarily uh, uh, Germany, IFA, uh, they're open to the public, so yeah. they're open to the trade and the public. So maybe the maybe the trend is there. And finally, Amazon Prime Video. This this is a huge change for something you're already paying for, right? That's right. Well, you're really paying for shipping. I think most people are buying it for the shipping. They don't buy it for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. They do it for the shipping. Okay. And and um, at the end of January, they're going to start putting ads in all the things that you watch uh, on something that had been ad-free. And if you don't want the ads, you'll have to give them an extra $3 a month. I don't think there's enough on Amazon to warrant me paying an extra $3 a month. Uh, I just won't go there. And I don't know about you, Mark. And if you watch much, I really, I loved Mrs. Maisel. That was a great show. Uh, And I was on there last night looking for stuff. I ended up watching A Fish Called Wanda, which is a 35-year-old movie. I didn't need to watch it. It was there, so I watched it. And uh, I'll just be uh, taking my shopping elsewhere. Because I don't, because Amazon's very aggressive, very aggressive with the ads. Yeah. Very Uh, It's interesting just on this point as we round it out. When you talk about, I don't need to pay for ads on Amazon, so I'm just going to not watch, I think to myself, I don't know that I need to pay for Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, or half the crap that comes into my mind. I'm paying on Hulu. I don't know the last time I watched a show on Hulu, maybe three months ago. They have had some good stuff. Don't get me wrong, just like Amazon. Um, But I'm just saying that, you know, these cold slaps in the face that you get once in a while come along with some kind of 
new tier of advertising in this case. Netflix is going to do the same thing, right, Jefferson? Well, they are, they are, they are, they are doing the same yeah. thing. So, so basically, yeah. 2023 was the year that uh, all the streamers discovered advertising and all the money they could bring in. And Netflix started it and uh, started doing it. And Disney Plus did it. Uh, HBO did it with HBO Max. And, um, you know, Amazon has a separate ad-supported channel called Freebie. I tried watching an old Clint Eastwood movie there. I got one minute into it, and they already put in ads. And so I'm not going back. Okay, let me just ask you this, though. After that, so you'd suggested on Freebie, for example, at least based on that experience, there's sort of a blizzard of ads. I'm wondering if if there's a blizzard of ads and then a long period with no ads, I can live with that. But if it's a blizzard of ads, then seven minutes, then another blizzard of ads, no, man, I, I can't do that. So, yeah, I mean, if yeah. I was running the world, you'd have ads at a half hour, ads at an hour, ads at the three quarters, you know, and just make it manageable, right. but not in a minute in. Let's get it back to the way it was. Make okay. um, make Amazon great again. Is that what you're saying? I'm sorry. Well, well right. the, thing, the thing about Amazon is that people are buying it for the shipping and the entertainment is just an afterthought. So you're not going to get rid of it. You just may not look at it. That's what I think. Have you noticed that we are now uh, 1080? Uh, what are we, Tony? Yeah, we what upgraded we, the 1080p. 1080p. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, yeah. it looks beautiful. Can, can I make a little, can I make an Thanks, announcement? Tony. Can I make a quick announcement before yeah, we please, say goodbye? Yeah, please, go ahead. Um, the numbers are in, and PhotoWalks TV had the best year ever, just like I bet the Mark Thompson show had the best year ever on YouTube. Yeah. So did my little travel photography show. I had 700,000 views wow. in, 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 in the last year. I was at 300,000 uh, the year before. So that's a huge, massive jump. And I owe it all to the viewers of the Mark Thompson show. Well, uh, don't I, say I, that, I, Jeff, because that makes it sound facetious because you don't owe no, it all. No, I, I was about to follow that up. Uh, is that I owe a lot of it to the, the, the viewers of the Mark Thompson show because they really helped push it up a, a notch or two. I think our viewers did. Uh, they did. I really do. And uh, I want to just say you're welcome to, to that. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I think we propped you up for a long time. Yes. And it's about time that you walk on your own. Oh, oh, so I'll never see you again, huh? I don't know. I, I it's want to be odd back that I would. It's odd. Uh, this is an odd thing, Kim and Tony, that I would take the gracious remarks of Jefferson Graham, who's been a friend from the very start, and I'd somehow turn them back on him. But it, yet it's on brand for us. Thank you to Mark Thompson, and thank you to viewers of the Mark Thompson Show. I really You are week to show. week, always. You're always on probation on this show. Everybody is, Jeff. So you're no different than anyone else. But we love having okay. you on, and we congratulate you, Why are you yelling? on your uh, on Photo Walks TV. It really is fun. I never miss an episode. It's really great. 700,000 from 300,000. Really, really cool. Uh, Jefferson Graham, everybody. Yes. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> See you next week. Wow. How about that Jefferson Graham? He's doing well. The Mark Thompson Show. Uh, we are... Uh, so grateful to all of you who have kept this show on the air over the last year. And those of you who came over from the radio, we were a radio show in San Francisco. Not easy to find in talk radio a centrist show or a show that, you know, calls balls and strikes as um, in unbiased way as uh, as you can. And clearly, uh, as you know, I I lean uh, away from the uh, the hard right 
tendencies of the country of late. But many of you have come over to the YouTube universe with us and really have allowed us to sustain on here. So thank you very much. Uh, And coming up, the great David K. Johnson, the Pulitzer Prize winner, co-founder of DC Report. And uh, Trevor said what? I missed it. Trevor said, uh, anyway, uh, thank you, those of you who have super chats and super stickers. Pamela says, Happy New Year, Mark. I increased my monthly support in appreciation of your show, along with the wonderful work from Kim, Tony, Albert, and John. How about that? Yeah, a few of you, because we really are dependent on uh, Patreon and PayPal, as you know, largely, and then here on YouTube with the super stickers and super chats, have increased your monthly support, and that really makes a difference. Trevor Starr in Hollywood with 2024. Um, he said, I will be rebuilding Hollywood Star Studios, which means reconnecting my computer, and will be back on the job annoying Tony very soon. Trevor, we love you. Thank you for the support and a big shout out. Big shout out. And finally, Brian says, two times the grand total of the famous MTS wager made while Mark was away. Match the challenge, anyone? How about it? $10. Welcome home. Mark and Courtney, yes, Kim kept us engaged. Happy Secular New Year. All the very best of health in 2024 from Brian. Big shout out. Big shout out. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Uh, All those ways to support us continue, and thank you. The Mark Thompson Show. This guy is somebody else who did come over from the radio, and I'm so grateful. As you know, I'm just a huge fan of this Pulitzer Prize winner, the co-founder of DC Report. Dot org, where you can find some great pieces. In fact, David just authored a piece, I think, over the holidays that I found excellent. And, uh, well, here he is, David K. Johnston, everybody. Hi, David. Just, uh, just checking in with my probation officer. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's on probation. But, uh, David, what a year it's going to be. We just had a Ron DeSantis underscore the fact that he, if he was made president uh, as a result of the vote, uh, he would uh, pardon Donald Trump. He said, I've always been in, but let me state it like unequivocally. So you've got uh, everybody running against Trump on the one hand and yet also uh, pledging to pardon the former president as well. But uh, Trump's. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Argument in his bid for absolute immunity from uh, this, uh, the general effort to remove him from a ballot, to uh, find him culpable in any way for J6. He's arguing, and this is sort of a Hail Mary, um, that his Senate impeachment trial should essentially act as 
a way to keep him out of the double jeopardy associated with another trial. I wonder if you could speak to that. I have, I'm going to have a hard time not laughing because this is such a ridiculous argument. Uh, first of all, the Constitution specifically provides that if you are impeached and removed from office, you can still be prosecuted for whatever crimes you may have committed, whether or not they have anything to do with the impeachment. But Trump's lawyers have made an even more ridiculous argument, namely, well, he wasn't convicted of impeachment, therefore he cannot be prosecuted. Um, I, I, I marvel at the creativity of his lawyers. Uh, they're the kind of people who, as a politician long ago said, could easily pass under the belly of a snake with their top hats on. <laughs> uh, it, it's Solo. Just, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just an absurd argument. And all Trump is doing is trying to, to muddy very clear waters, to delay, 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 uh, in the hopes that he can uh, delay everything past the election. And, you know, as soon as the trial gets on track, it'll either be the the Washington, D.C. trial or the Atlanta trial in all likelihood that go, he will immediately say, you're interfering with my presidential election. Well, so what? That has nothing to do with the price of eggs. Um, but, you know, it's Donald. And there are, unfortunately, lots of people who don't know anything about the law at all. And, and I remind your readers, while I am not an attorney, I have been uh, teaching at a law school now for 15 years. Yeah, you're a lecturer and well-respected in these areas. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, this is just just utter nonsense from him. And, I, and I'm surprised that the courts continue to not act at, with his threats to people. The uh, After he went after the main secretary of state, who said he's not fit to be on the ballot, but the court should then rule on my decision. Um, Trump went after her, and immediately she was getting a serious threats against her person. And this has happened to numerous other people. This is clearly a two-pronged strategy. One is to pollute the jury pool, and the other is to intimidate witnesses. Um, uh, General Mark Milley is not going to be intimidated. He's a valorous combat officer. But the main secretary of state, ordinary witnesses, uh, many of them will be intimidated. They don't want to have the, the angst and the, the, the trouble and the risk that someone will actually do something to them. And let's not forget that a guy broke into Nancy Pelosi's house. And while the cops were standing there, pounded her husband Paul's head with a hammer. Yeah, I, I love that you've gotten into this place because it's where I wanted to question you anyway, and that's in the area of how Trump's, as you suggest, completely, you know, legally specious, ridiculous uh, notion frivolous. that the impeachment, frivolous, uh, uh, that the second impeachment case somehow would create double jeopardy if you were to try him for these other things. And as you say, that's just legally absurd. It would be laughed out. But you also said, and this is to the point, uh, two things. One, that it muddies the water, which I really feel is so important, particularly with the you know the media grabbing whatever morsel they can. And more to the point, the siloed media, like the right-wing media in the case of uh, the anti-Trump, uh, the, the pro-Trump people and uh, the siloed media and MS and uh, et cetera uh, for the anti, that it begins to be just another argument that's thrown into the hopper. And the there's no distinguishing feature, the absurd argument from the sound argument. Uh, and then you mentioned the physical threat. I mean, it, it, it makes me quite concerned for you know, the intimidation and then the muddying of, you know, what what's real and, and what's not in the months ahead. 
Well, and you're going to see this ramp up more. Um, uh, Donald, you know, who I've known for 35 years, his um, his truth social posts are becoming increasingly unhinged. Um, he is saying wilder and wilder things that are no doubt being fed to him by sycophants. That he he and Donald uh, Donald is like David Irving. The Holocaust denier, you know, who was got a trial. He sued a, a professor of history in uh, London, and there was a trial, and he was uh, judicially found to be a Holocaust denier and showed how he cherry-picked things and ignored other things. Um, Donald is like that. He, he cherry-picks things, and he's hoping that his audience – and remember, I love the poorly educated is his line, not mine uh, – he has poorly educated people believing all sorts of nonsense about our constitution that just isn't there. Of course, Donald has no idea what's in the constitution, um, but this is going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It is going to get worse. Uh, he doesn't have any concern, I think, about the constitution. He's said it. Uh, he's he's almost said it straight in as straightforward a way as he can. But what I would also say, um, no, you were fine before you did that. David. I know it's. I'm uh, trying a new. Uh, a new lens. I like now. it. I well, I like. Oh, that looks good. Um, that does that work? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that works. Um, so With my Tony background. I like it. I like it. It's always interesting what the uh, backgrounds that that we choose. You know what I mean? Like that's a good background. It's very balanced in terms well, when of. I, when I get yeah. all my books back on the shelf and the room organized, right. I'll go back to my actual office background. We had a uh, broken pipe, and it's. Uh, we still haven't fully put everything back. Will you speak to this that comes in on the chat? Uh, unfortunately, Trump is likely to still be the Republican nominee. I think that is the case and is up in the polls in swing states against Biden. Can you speak to where we are in the cycle yeah. right now and how concerned we should be about this? Well, first and foremost, I wouldn't put any reliance whatsoever in the polls. Uh, right. Barack said Obama before is that not the... going to get a second term at this point. Right. right. Um, and secondly, as the Polster John Gracie writes in his book, Poll Arised, and he's, he's told me one-on-one, -on -one, <clears throat> only about 1% of people who are called by pollsters are accepting the request to answer questions. That is inherently not a reliable uh, group. No matter how big you think your sample is, you know you have to get to 1,504 people to have a, a decent random sample nationally. You're, you're not getting a proper sample. And so I, I pay very little attention to the polls. But the, the, the person who wrote in makes a really excellent point. Trump can lose this election by 10 million votes or more and still get back to the White House because of the Electoral College. And so if he wins a bunch of states in the Midwest, again, if he gets Wisconsin and uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania, which is East Coast state, um, and some others, he can get back into the White House through the Electoral College, which is how he got in the first time. So what the Democrats have to do and the people who are opposed to Donald Trump, and those are not the same, lots of the people opposed to Donald Trump are independents or Republicans, is they really need to focus on getting the vote out in the 13 states that could go either way. You live in California. I live in New York. They're both going to vote for Biden. Louisiana is going to vote for Donald Trump. No two ways about it. So it doesn't matter what happens in those states. What matters is going to be in these states that could go one way or the other. And the most effective way to get people to the polls is to knock on doors. 
It's the same thing with investigative reporting. I mean, the very best investigative reporting, you go and you knock on people's doors and you persuade them to let you into your living room. And that's what needs to happen here. Groups like Indivisible, the Democrats, don't waste money on TV ads. There's lots of research. The TV ads shift about one-third of 1% of the electorate. They're highly ineffective. Put the money into getting people registered, then on election day, getting people to the polls, and on election day, having tons of lawyers, so many, hopefully, that courthouses shut down all across the country, who will deal with efforts to deny people the right to vote. Sadly, that is, I feel, something that is a playbook that both sides know. I mean, the flooding the courts with lawyers is something that I feel the right has probably done more effectively than the left. Yeah, no, they have. I agree with you about that. In the case of the uh, getting people to the polls, you know, the Democrats, though, have really don't have the organizational level that the Republicans do. And and I tell you from many lectures I've given to uh, groups of political groups, Republicans, Democrats, uh, libertarians, independents, conservatives, that in general, my experience has been that when I go to speak to a group of, of Republicans or conservatives, they're very organized. We're going to start at this minutes after the clock. You have this much time. We're going to have this many time. We're going to be out the door. And it, they run it well. You go to a, a Democratic meeting and you know, you're a half hour past when dinner's over and they're still milling around talking. And you say, well, shouldn't we get started? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. They really need to develop business-like approaches to, to, to meeting and organizing. You know, David, it's so interesting. I'm seeing in the chat people scared for all the reasons that you've suggested that Trump will become president. You know, what will happen? You know, America feels as though it's really on the brink. There's something about Trump, and this is why it's so – I have to say it's a luxury to be able to speak to you because you know this guy so well and you've written about him so uh, in such a detailed way. So I come to this. He feels like a unicorn to me. You can see it in the people who are on stage now running against him. Trump is oddly charismatic and is a showman. He's a BS artist and a horrible, uh, uh, malevolent force, but he is charismatic and nobody else in that party has that. I'm wondering if you could speak to you know, if you could slay this dragon, metaphorically, uh, obviously, um, is uh, do we get back to normal, or is that my normalcy bias kicking in? Yeah, let's, first yeah. of all, let's not slay unicorns. Uh, they're yeah, supposed right. to be nice. Right. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Donald, I meant one off. Yeah. One yeah off, Donald has demonstrated that he is a leader. Um, you know, Ronald Reagan, whatever you think of Ronald Reagan, you love him and think he was the greatest president ever, or you think he was a complete disaster, there, you can't dispute that he was a leader. He changed the country and got us to kill the New Deal and replace it with Reaganism. And human beings are herd animals. Most of us, not all of us, but the vast majority of us, we want to follow some leader. And Donald has captured that ground with a large number of people especially people who uh, uh, their economic circumstances have not been good. They're furious about the civil rights movement, but haven't, you know, and the, and the feminist movement and the LGBTQ movement, because they, to get along in decent society, couldn't say what they think in their hearts, their, their evil, dark hearts. 
and these crazy people who call themselves Christians, but you know, don't believe in Christianity at all. They believe in revenge, which is antithetical to Christianity. And and no question that Donald is is very good at that. I mean, I call him the greatest con artist in the history of the world, and that's what con artists do. And if you're a mark of a con artist, it's very hard to admit that you were had. There's plenty of news stories out there about the husband or the wife who lost all their money in one of the Nigerian prince scams, couldn't tell their spouse about it, and finally, you know, committed suicide or something like that because they just couldn't face what they had done. And so to expect the diehard Trump supporters to come to their senses, that's a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. Um, I'm not worried about the American people as a whole. They will reject Donald Trump. He will not get a majority of the vote, even with all the voter suppression efforts going on. Like, for example, in Florida, about 90% of the people who've been kicked off the voter rolls turn out to be Democrats or independents. I'm worried about the electoral college issue. And that's where effort should be. And when people ask me on some other shows where there's call-in have asked me, what do you do? I said, if you have the financial circumstances to do this, connect up with some place where there's a you know, swing state, where there's also a congressional race that might get swung, connect up with people there, make hotel reservations now, go stay there for several days before the election. Uh, there need to be two of you. So if you're not a couple, get a friend to come. And on election day, drive people to the polls. You know, we have GPS now. You can go to some town you've never been to and find people's addresses and drive them to the polls. Uh, get young people to go to the polls. Uh, voters under 25 who historically didn't vote very much, despite when I was a young man, the huge fight to get the right to vote. Um, they, um, excuse me about that. I apologize. Sure. That's all right. I also, just as you mentioned young people, David, I'll just say this. I mean, I think the young people, and again, this might be a sign of, you know, the working class having, uh, the Democrats having lost the connection to the working class that they had. Uh, yeah. I think they, the young people in this country, there's been a lost connection between them and the Democrats to a degree. I don't well, know. If, yeah, yeah, actually, the voting records show that young people are very much pro-Biden. They reject this huh? trickle-down economics that came in, and the trickle-down is a turn the Democrats devised to, to make Reagan look bad, but the concept is valid. Uh, they reject all of that. They reject the the Chicago school theories that behavioralist economists have been knocking down for years. And, and I'm somebody who went to the, as you can see in my shirt, if you're watching on the screen, the <laughs> Chicago, Chicago school to study yeah. the doc economics at the doctoral level. Um, the, 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 I don't think young people are a problem except for getting them to the polls and overcoming these efforts to say you can't vote where you're going to school. You got to vote where your parents are. Um, we need to work really hard on that. And here's an important idea to keep in mind. Our liberties, our freedoms as Americans, they are guaranteed for 12 months, two weeks, and five more days. On January 20th, 2025, if Donald Trump is sworn in again, it's over. He has declared, I'm going to be a dictator on day one. And if you can show me any dictator in the world who was dictator for one day and then relinquished that position, uh, you know, I'll give a thousand dollars to the charity of your choice. <laughs> it, right. it doesn't exist. It's a no yeah. risk. Factor. You know, uh, this is interesting. And I, I, I'll for a moment just indulge looking at that comment, because you can say, hey, look, David, 
I get that Trump said, I'll be, a, I'll be a dictator on day one because I want the border shut or I want the military to go to the border and I want to drill, baby, drill. That's what he said. That was the, and you can go, well, that's just Trump, you know, making points about what his priorities will be. And he's putting them and he doesn't know better in the form of the dictator banner. You'd say, no, he's showing you his real hand. Not only would I say that, but in his first administration, the second book in my Trump trilogy, it's even worse than you think, the, I show where in many places he did what he said he was going to do. He put people in danger of uh, bomb trains. There's a whole chapter about that in the book. Um, to curry favor with a major political donor. was literally going to put uh, the possibility of a million people dying certainly hundreds of thousands of people dying to please this, this donor in something that was totally unsafe. He did get to the polluters a, a thick book of here is every weak point in the clean water laws that you can go after to try and defeat the clean water laws. He just didn't get everything done because he's incompetent at that. Now he has Project 2025. He has a whole bunch of people around him who are zealots. And they are out there on the far right uh, outlets like Newsmax telling people, here's what we're going to do as soon as we get in office. We're going to get a law passed that you can't write anything about Donald Trump unless he approves of it. Well, that's the end of freedom of the press. That's the end of freedom of speech. We're going to get a law passed that there's going to be prayer in the schools. Well, that's the end of no establishment of religion. And they've cited all sorts of other things they're going to do. The borders, rounding people up, deporting people, uh, reducing access to the courts, which has been going on for a long time. They're just going to ramp it up. So, yes, pay attention to what he says. And I would argue that to even joke that you're going to be dictator for one day is completely out of bounds. It, it is completely inappropriate and market shouldn't happen. And I suspect you're going to see the Biden administration you know, they've been keeping their powder dry um, because they don't want to too soon make news and then it'll be forgotten. Biden's going to run on soft landing, incredibly strong economy, wages growing faster than prices. Inflation is now down for the last six months to the Fed's target at 2%. You don't want zero inflation because everything is rigid. You want a little bit of inflation. Um uh, Add to uh, that the stock among, market's on a tear. I mean, you know, stock but. market is is hit new records uh, more than once now. And in addition, among the G seven nations, the seven biggest economies in the world, we're doing gangbusters. Any chart you want to look at, wages, jobs, etc. Uh, the U.S. is way up here. The only other country where the real wage gains is Canada, and they're minute. Ours are real, and they're concentrated among people making less than fifty thousand dollars a year. So, and, and that's where Trump has really worked on his, quote, poorly educated group, is to get people who they're angry and upset and they don't know why the economy hasn't been as good for them as it was for dad or grandpa. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I remember you writing a piece about that, the fact that the lower incomes have actually benefited enormously from this administration. I mean, it may, I don't know if it's Biden, Bidenomics, as they call it, or whatever, but it's interesting then that we're so motivated and we are so driven by personality that yeah. 
we deny these facts that you've just and, mentioned. And, and Joe Biden is boring. I mean, I wouldn't, he's nothing charismatic about him, but he's the first president, I would argue since Lyndon Johnson, maybe you could argue Jerry Ford, who was a placeholder, who actually knows how Washington works. We kept electing these outsiders, you know, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. Barack Obama was a U.S. senator long enough to have a cup of coffee on Capitol Hill and, and then announce he was running. And Joe Biden has been a senator since he was 30 years old or then vice president, and then he was out of office for four years. He knows how the world works, and he has a record many people don't know about. And one example of that is when he was chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee and the Serbs were engaging in genocide against in in, uh, her, in what my best friend calls uh, um, Bosnia schizophrenia. Um, Biden flew there, sat down with Milosevic face to face, and told him, "If you don't knock off these massacres, we're going to arrest you and put you in prison." And I think he made it pretty clear, kill him. They could have killed Biden right then. You think Donald Trump has the guts to go confront a mass killer like that? No. Biden knows what he's doing, and he's got lots of problems to deal with. I mean, he's you know we have this this uh, absolutely ham-handed, unnecessarily violent assault going on in Gaza by the Israeli Defense Forces. They have the Israel has every right to defend itself. It has every right to go after Hamas leaders and soldiers. But when you drop big bombs on apartment buildings and schools and hospitals, those are war crimes. And they aren't achieving your goal, your stated goal or, or your purpose. And we have this trouble with Putin, whose military has now been severely depleted. And the Republicans have cut off funding. And it would be very interesting to see if, if Biden can get any more funding for, uh, for the Ukrainians, uh, because clearly uh, the Russians have just run through most of their stuff. They're using North Korean artillery shells that are unreliable because the powder in them isn't uh, consistent in terms of the charge it gives. So you set all of the dials and markers, you know, for a, a, a piece of artillery to go to a certain place and it goes somewhere else. Well, boy, you really summarized here in our last minute or so with you the inflection point that this administration faces. We, we face as a nation, but uh, certainly Biden and his people couldn't find a more difficult thing to navigate than what you're having. I mean, the Houthis uh, firing on, on shipping vessels, you've got, I mean, to, to just to broaden even some of what you've talked about. So you have Middle East tensions really beginning to boil over. I'd suggest that Hamas is getting exactly what they wanted with uh, that attack even more. I mean, it, it uh, has turned uh, Israel into essentially a, a world outcast. It's also uh, created... Yeah, no, they want to make Israel a pariah state, and unfortunately Netanyahu is playing right into their hands. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and yet problem. you, yeah, that that for another time. But I mean, there there's so few good options on that table. Uh, so, you know, back to our politics. Uh, I, Biden's got his work cut out for him, and Trump, of course, just has the hey. Let me tell you, I've got a plan. It's all going to be better when I get in. This guy's an idiot. You know, the world's on fire because of this guy being an idiot. When I get in, I'm not an idiot. I'll get things cleaned up before lunch. You know, that's basically Trump's wrap. Yeah. Uh, um, David, love talking to you. I'm looking forward to a great new year together. Wishing you all the best and thank you again. 
Take care. Good to be yeah. with you, Mark. And I'm glad I checked in with my probation officer. Okay. <laughs> David K. Johnson, never on probation. David K. Johnson, everybody. Love it. Thanks, David. The Mark Thompson Show. I have Kim's news upcoming, but I also have, I believe, uh, a lot of stuff I noticed in the um, super chats. Tony, did you see them? You're watching the super chat. We, you know, we're crowdfunded, so it's very cool to see people jumping in with super chats, and uh, also with the um, super stickers. You know, uh, Sharon says, "Happy New Year, Mark Thompson Show. May it be a great year for all." I love your videos on Instagram. That's right. For those who follow on Instagram, it's a different. Well, it's not political. It's not topical. It's just silly. Those are my um, videos on Instagram. Tech Stan. For five bucks, I have another five if Kim's lips look like a Rolling Stone (laughs) shirt by the end. (laughs) So if if you're just joining us, Kim got this lip gloss over the holidays. And it has. It's called Buxom. It's supposed to puff up the user's lips. I feel puffy. The notion that Kim's lips could grow so big that they would (laughs) engulf her head is something that she actually introduced as a possibility when we started the show. Kim, how are you? So we are watching Kim's lips closely. Um, Thank you. Vicky and Sausalito, welcome back, Mark. You were missed. Happy New Year. I stand corrected. Thank you. I don't know what that was. Oh, that was my, I'm sorry, my wrist hit through. Thank you, Vicky and Sausalito. Big shout out. Big shout out. And Vicky, you're a regular supporter. I want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes. And to everyone who supports the show through Patreon and PayPal, I want to thank you. Um, Trevor Starr in Hollywood is back. Wow, he's back bigger than ever. Big shout yeah, out. Trevor Starr in Hollywood. 2024, again, another contribution. I finally figured out how to get Tony to get my billing right in the credits. <laughs> Fine. Thanks, Tony. I did tomorrow. it myself on Patreon. Hopefully now he won't keep saying I still live in Concord. Yes, Trevor is in Hollywood now, Tony. Please. Thanks, Tony. Big time. Big time. Yeah. So do not uh, make Tony angry. Well, Tony, what angered you? Because he will uh, somehow end up with your credit not being what it should be. I don't be. know how that name got deleted. I, I'm sure I did it right. <laughs> oh, Tony, what angered you? Yeah, don't call out Tony, Trevor. You want to remember, you get more uh, with uh, honey than you do with uh, however that phrase goes. Uh, Harry Magnin, belated happy birthday, Mark. How big was that Amazon warehouse? Uh, big shout out. Big shout out, Harry. What is that a reference to, Kim? Sorry. I don't know. Did you go to an Amazon warehouse? Is there a big one in South America? Oh, I see. Was that a reference to that? You know, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe. Um, the joke went right over our heads, Harry. I don't it know. It did, Harry, but we love you. And a uh, big shout out again. Big shout out. Um, Tony, uh, we have, we're in 1080. Uh, yeah. What is it? What is it called? 1080 what? It's 1080p. 1080p. What's, what's yeah. the P stand for? Pixel? No, Picture? progressive. So, okay. If you want a quick hmm. lesson, TVs were used to be either the interlaced or or progressive. So, so what happens is it used to be, um, okay, how can I explain this very fast? Um, no, it used to be so, lines that go so together. Seven, like say 720i or 480i was like, so it would like do half the screen and then half is how hmm. the okay. image would be made. And it right. refreshed fast enough. That's called interlacing. 
Okay. Yeah. Progressive means all 480 lines at once, or all 10, you know, 1080 lines oh. at once is is rendering. So that's what P and I were. It was P and I were the two different things. So yeah. 1080i would mean half would render, and then the other half, and the other half, and the other half, and the other half. Wow. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> yeah. No one cares. <laughs> We've gotten into resolution speak. This I is not liked good for the it show. actually. How dare <laughs> yeah. you? I thought it was interesting, and I thank you for that, Tony. But nothing is at at and the I uses the I anymore, so no one knows what P means anymore. So, um, and even the ten ten eighty to four K is wrong because it's the four thousand this way and one thousand. Yeah, so what? That's saying four K is also I, cheating. Somebody on the show too. understands it. Trevor Starr gets it. He says with another twenty twenty four in the <laughs> super I, sticker. I went to Patreon so I could increase my monthly contribution to the show, but I can't find where to do that or even where it shows what I'm paying. I mean, Mm. contributing. Now, Tony, can you help? Tony, can we maybe before the end of the show show everybody how you go to Patreon and increase a monthly contribution? Um. (laughs) Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe Tony, I don't know. Tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow when Tony's not working. I'll Maybe get Albert week. to do it. I'll work I'll on it. Uh, I'll, I'll make an instruction. Yeah. Video. Man, Tony kind of uh, shriveled up on that one. I expect him to go, yeah, no problem, Mark. I'll get that. Uh, not really. Anyway, um, I'll go in and look as well. We'll give you the answer tomorrow if you're looking yeah, we'll to increase your out. Patreon. Uh, that's really cool. Um, Patreon is confusing, Wes says, when trying to do that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. Uh, thank you all, Tony. Thank you for trying to explain to us mere mortals how it all works. Uh, smash the like button like a boss. Smash it with your iron rod. Smash it with your iron rod. Kim's n- news, and then uh, what happens? Something, something. I think. Uh, I don't know. You'll figure it out. We'll I don't figure- know if I can. <laughs> the Mark Tyson Show. So you got a few minutes. Let's do this. Kim's <laughs> news. As we continue. Thank you. I have a hard time talking with my lips so big. This is wild. (laughs) (laughs) If I stutter, that's why. I mean, that's great. What? Okay. Love it. This report is sponsored by Coachella Valley Coffee. Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo! I'm Kim McAllister on The Mark Thompson Show. Harvard University President Claudine Gay is resigning, as we mentioned earlier. She announced her decision Tuesday in a message to the Harvard community. This comes following allegations of plagiarism and a campus controversy over anti-Semitism as well. So Claudine Gay is now out at Harvard. Yeah. Five people are dead, more than a dozen hurt after two planes collided in Tokyo. Japan Airlines Flight 516 apparently collided with a Coast Guard aircraft as it was attempting to land this morning. Then it streaked across the runway on fire. The airline says the nearly 380 passengers and crew members were able to evacuate safely, but at least 17 people were injured. Palestine supporters are, or Palestinian supporters, I should say, are holding a march in Washington, D.C. next week. The Council on American-Islamic Relations and other organizers are planning the March on Washington for Gaza, January 13th. This event looks to bring attention to the human impact of the Israel-Hamas war and a call for a ceasefire.
A California law that bans guns in most public places will take effect at the start of 2024, thanks to a federal appeals court. As Mark had mentioned earlier, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals issued an administrative stay, meaning it will temporarily place the injunction filed by a judge on hold. The judge believes the bill violates the U.S. Constitution's Second Amendment. In a statement, California Governor Gavin Newsom says the ruling will allow the state's common-sense gun law to remain in place while we appeal the district court's dangerous ruling. So starting today, people are not allowed to carry concealed firearms in places like public libraries, amusement parks, zoos, and to sporting events either. Elon Musk's X Corporation lost a court case that challenged a new California law on free speech grounds. A federal judge in Sacramento rejected arguments that a state law requiring social media platforms to moderate toxic content violates free speech rights. Governor Gavin Newsom signing the law in 2022. Governor Newsom saying the law is designed to protect the public by demanding companies reveal their policies on hate speech, disinformation, harassment, and extremism on their platforms. The companies also are required to report Report data about the enforcement of those policies. Maternity wards are closing at an alarming rate in California hospitals, hitting rural communities the hardest. State Assembly member Dr. Dr. Akila Weber is introducing legislation that would more closely monitor closings and the widespread effect on new moms. Dr. Weber saying that recent studies have shown maternal mortality rates have increased in California over the last few decades, and she is concerned the rise in birthing deserts could worsen that increase. Cal Matters reports 46 maternity wards have closed since 2012, leaving many rural communities without any hospitals delivering babies. So pretty scary situation in some areas where you have to drive quite a way, uh, quite a ways in order to, to give birth. Well, the Sugar Bowl broadcast from New Orleans got a little spicy last night. Oh. Cameras on Bourbon Street showed a woman Pulling down her shirt. Wow. And it flashed oh on TVs. Gosh, at that's not cool. What? Yeah. Turned from a commercial break, and there she was in all her glory. Wow. How would you handle this? Yeah. We could try Practice. ignoring it, sir. Did I they see. ignore it? Pretend nothing has happened. I hope everything turns out all right in the morning. Uh, what did, did they ignore it, Kim, or what happened? I don't know if they addressed it on camera, but it was a fraction of a second. But everybody, of course, paused their TVs and took screenshots, <laughs> which are now all over social media. So you think for a minute you're showing your boobs to the people in the room, but no. Oh, wow. That, what apology yeah. should that be? I think that's a... Um, I'm apologizing. Uh, I want to apologize to, to the Asian community. And I want to apologize to the Asian <laughs> community, know. the Asian no. American no, no, community. No, 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 no. It would be... Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Oopsies. I, um, I didn't see that, but I'm looking forward to the screenshot. I offer I this have to go. sincere apology to you today. I think the... Um, it's boobs, people. Who really cares, right? Oh, are you kidding? That We're, we're the United States of uh, boobs. I mean, <laughs> is that, that what is, we are? It's what we do. Boobs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We'll take one of each, no, please. No context will suffice uh, to explain the hurt uh, and anguish yeah. caused oh, I by my words. I'm looking forward to being hurt uh, by your by what happened. This report sponsored by Coachella Valley Coffee. I will have you know that holiday blend is a huge Ooh, hit at this house. I, can you still get the holiday blend? I don't know. Mm. Tony, can you go to the website and see? CoachellaValleyCoffee.com. I'm, I'm loving my tea. Is the holiday blend still available? 
It was really great. I agree. Yeah, We're completely really. out of it in my house. My husband's a huge fan of it. So you've made a new Coachella Valley coffee drinker out of him. I'm loving these teas are amazing. Everyone I've given them to has really enjoyed them. So CoachellaValleyCoffee.com. If you are interested in going to check it out, make sure that you get your 10% off. You enter Mark T at checkout and you see the uh, the total just go magic money flies right away. So, uh, by Valley- the way, Tony, put that up there, what you're doing right now, which is uh, up there on the website, because one of the things I like about Coachella Valley yeah. coffee.com is that you can see all the different. I love that Elgato espresso. Oh my God. Uh, and uh, the solstice blend I like. Um, I, I, I've never tasted a bad coffee. Oh, Cotillo espresso. Oh my God. I love that. But I uh, want you to note that there are tasting notes on each blend yeah. and on each bean that helps you navigate what you might want. And of course, the other thing I wanted to tell you, Tony's um, so cool because I asked him to find the holiday blend and now and I've, I've thrown a kind of a curve at him to- Seems like the holiday thing. blend's not on the site anymore. Yeah, so that oh, the holidays no. are Yeah, but you could, uh, you could write to them in the comments section or even call them and maybe find yeah. it. You know. uh, Sunrise blend, there you see baker's chocolate caramel with the nuances of fruit and floral. You've got uh, tasting notes like that on every single bean, and it's really very helpful. So uh, go there, CoachellaValleyCoffee.com, and do put in the discount code um, Mark T at mm-hmm. checkout. And the last thing I want to mention is, we talked it's about this awesome. before, is the subscription service. They have a thing where that you know you can subscribe, you get a monthly delivery or whatever, and you can mm-hmm. you can I think vector it in, make it a monthly or make it every two months or whatever. It's a great way to kind of get an additional discount on top of and we can get you a discount on that. So all of these things are happening there. It's a great, great product and we're so I'm just proud that they're part of our show. So I thank you. Too. I'm Kim McAllister and this is the Mark Thompson show. What up, everybody? It is our first show of the new year. Thank you for being here. Smash the like button Smash and all that stuff. So helps us with the algorithms. And if you hit us with a thumbs up, please do share this show. Also, if you find a short that you like, or you find a segment that you like, maybe it's Debbie K. Johnston, uh, post it to your Facebook page or post it to whatever social media, uh, share it, email it. It just helps us grow this audience as we uh, attempt to you know, continue to grow and evolve in the new year. There are a lot of exciting things coming in the new year, and I'll share them with you in the days and weeks to come. We have a situation on this show right now. What he's got going here is a situation. situation. Uh, I have stories from the sky. Mm-hmm. And I also, Kim, thank. by the way, thanks to Kim, I have stories from the sky. And in addition to that, I could possibly have a law and disorder part deux, which yeah. would be pretty cool. Uh, you want to try for stories first, and then we'll go for L&D part deux? I think that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. All right. So that will be the plan. We like to keep an eye on what's going on in the world of aviation in the skies above. This is Stories from the Sky. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! Everybody strap in! I have my credibility glasses on because this is a serious story. Kim featured it in her news. 
a Japan Airlines plane colliding with a Coast Guard aircraft. And that was all in relation to a bigger problem that's been going on in Japan, and that's the earthquake there. The flight, which was traveling from uh, another part of China, struck this Japan Coast Guard plane as it was landing. And it looks as though the entire aircraft was engulfed in flames. 379 people on board the passenger jet. And they all got out safely before the plane was engulfed in flames. But not so lucky were those on board the relief plane, right, Kim? Uh, Yeah, there were some injuries on the relief plane. It wasn't good. So that's uh, what was going on in Japan. Boeing is asking airlines to inspect all their 737 MAX jet aircrafts for anybody a missing part. What? Yeah. That's not good. What part is it? Well, it is a key part, sadly. Oh, no. no. What? Uh, Yeah, it's not like the cigarette lighter. You know what I mean? It's, um, It's... a bolt that has a missing nut in a rudder control linkage mechanism. What? Oh, that's not good. Uh-huh. It found a similar bolt in the rudder control linkage mechanism, also missing, in a yet-to-be-delivered aircraft. What? Uh-huh. The rudder, of course, is used to, anybody, stabilize sure. and control the aircraft. I mean, you figure that there's one guy that their job is to put on the nuts and the bolts. Like, you have one job. Can you not put the nut, the right nuts on with the bolt? <laughs> Kim, would they be barred from the chat for doing that? All you do all day is put on nuts and bolts. You'd think you'd be get good at it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they would, would be think. barred from the chat. I, um, I don't know whether it was done by robotics, which do... You know, I think get involved in the process of putting these planes together, or if it was done by a person who had just one job to put the nuts and bolts in, as Kim says. But uh, one way or another, this bolt missing in multiple aircrafts. Now, the 737 MAX planes have been involved in a lot of controversy, as you know. Two went down. We've talked about that and reported on a chapter and verse. I mean, killed so many sweet souls lost in, in those uh, crashes. This is 1,370 MAX planes that are in service worldwide and are being checked for this bolt. The Boeing people say, nothing to worry about. The issue identified on the particular airplane has been remedied. But out of an abundance of caution, we're recommending operators inspect their 737 MAX airplanes and inform us of any findings. They told the FAA, Boeing did, and they said they should issue something, the FAA should. Multi-million dollar plane missing a $3 nut and bolt, says Calvin Wong. Indeed, it's bizarre. So the airlines are going to report the progress of their inspections to the FAA, and they'll issue a final report on this. And they say, the FAA does, they'll consider additional action based on finding any other loose or missing hardware ridiculous yeah absolutely ridiculous and finally in stories from the sky a man survives a flight from algeria to paris you may well say well why is that news algeria well 
because he was flying in the plane's landing gear, everybody. Yeah, that is definitely... People die doing that. It's a big deal. He survived it. It's a more economical way to travel, but as Kim says, it's a more dangerous way to travel. He uh, was suffering from severe hypothermia, but he was alive. He's in his 20s, found during technical checks after the Air Algeria flight from Oran, Algeria, landed at Orly Airport there in Paris. He had no ID on him, taken to the hospital in serious condition. Life-threatening condition because of the uh, severe hypothermia, said uh, those on this uh, detail of going over the plane. And I'll remind you, commercial aircraft are above 30,000 feet, thirty to 40,000 feet. So it's, it's insanely cold there. In fact, they say typically temperatures drop to around minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, a lack of oxygen makes survival unlikely for anyone traveling in a landing gear compartment. Yeah, Ron says, when Spirit Airlines is not cheap enough for you, this is the way. According to U.S. Uh, FAA, uh, 132 people known in the industry as wheel well stowaways have attempted to travel in landing gear compartments of commercial aircraft between 1947 and 2021. Again, 132 have tried that. That's really scary. Well, they found a guy dead in the landing gear of an aircraft. Um, He was flying from Toronto. um, Oh, he flew to Toronto from Nigeria. Yeah. That was, uh, he died. That was earlier last year. Um, And two passengers were found dead on arrival in landing gear storage spaces of a flight between Santiago, Chile, and Bogota, Colombia. So it happens, and, you know, the mortality rate, they say, is 77%. So it's a very, yeah, it's a, it's a, what did you say? What? I said, yikes, how bad do you want to get there? Come on. Yeah. Mark, quick clarification, negative 50 Celsius, which is negative 60 Fahrenheit, which doesn't sound like much, but that's 10 more degrees colder down. Oh, it says we'll drop to around fi- minus 50 Celsius yeah. or minus 58 Fahrenheit. Oh, Isn't okay. that what I said? No, you said 50 Fahrenheit. So. I, Thanks, Tony. I it think if you matter. go back, I just, I, I, it yeah. doesn't matter, but it matters to me because I don't make mistakes, Tony, on something like Sorry. that. I saw the Celsius, and I deliberately <laughs> went for the Fahrenheit because I yeah. saw the Celsius, Tony. Why are you yelling? But also, yeah, Fahrenheit and Celsius, once it gets in the negatives, are pretty close, right? So, yeah. Apparently they are. 50 degrees Celsius or 58 degrees below zero on the Fahrenheit scale. Why are you yelling? All right. So I appreciate that. I'm sure that. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) It was cold, okay? M. Oak says it brings a whole new meaning to cool your jets. All right. All right. That story's from the sky. This has been Stories from the Sky. The captain has turned off the seatbelt sign, and you are now free to move about the cabin. thought I was going to have a medical emergency here in my choking. <laughs> so, too. Uh, let's do some Law and Disorder Part 2. 
In the criminal justice system, the people... Pimps, addicts, thieves, bums, winos, girls who can't keep an address, and men who don't care... ...are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. A cop, a flatfoot, a bull, a dick, John Law, you're the fuzz, the heat, you're poison, you're trouble, you're bad news. These are their stories. A quick note to Mark Thompson Show listeners and viewers. If you have not yet heard Stories from the Sky Part 1... You can find it in the first half hour of the show. Law and Disorder, right? This is Law... Oh, what did I, what did I say? Stories from the Stories Sky? From the sky. I'm sorry. Right. Law and this Disorder, is, yeah. If you, uh, here. yeah. Let's try it. Let's try it again. Hang on a second. I got to... The Mark Thompson Show. In the criminal justice system, the people... Pimps, addicts, thieves, bums, winos, girls who can't keep an address, and men who don't care... ...are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. A cop, a flatfoot, a bull, a dick, John Law, you're the fuzz, the heat, you're poison, you're trouble, you're bad news. These are their stories. A quick note to listeners and viewers of The Mark Thompson Show. If you missed Law and Disorder Part 1, you can find it in the first half hour of this show. This is Law and Disorder... Part de. Uh, Luis says for a four ninety nine um, super chat. Hey, big shout out, Luis! Big shout out. I'm glad the MT show runs like a finely synchronized switch watch and has no missing nuts or bolts. Exactly. <laughs> Happy New Year, gang! Thank you, Luis. Awesome, Luis. Yes, thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Right, and everybody who's involved in the show. It does run like a synchronized. Swiss watch and Connecticut middle school music teacher leads us off on Lawn Disorder Part Deux. Mm-hmm. That music teacher now on leave and facing charges. Uh oh, what happened? Told a student, I'll rip your face off. Uh oh. Wow. Well, why are you yelling? Somebody got Mr. What's His Name angry. <laughs> And you know, when you're a kid, sometimes that you just have like that on your mind. I'm going to get under this teacher's skin. Absolutely. This is a Connecticut middle school teacher. He's on leave facing charges. He told a 10-year-old student, I'll rip your face off. Why are you yelling? He was called to discipline the child on the bus. God, the bus, those bus rides can be so brutal. This is where kids really go nuts. Um. It's a, it's it's literally a, a charge of he's forty nine years old. There he is. Looks a little like Doctor Drew. You know that guy, Doctor Drew. <laughs> don't you think he looks like uh, Doctor Drew? Bit, I, can, I can see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I don't know. I, I, I uh, anyway, he's uh, he's been hauled in on charges. Joe uh, Box and Little Anthony. He does not look like Joe Box or he maybe Mo Box Mo Black's brother. Mo Black's brother, Fat Andy. He looks a little like Fat Andy. Um. Pending this investigation, he's been charged with disorderly conduct and second-degree threatening. Oh. He's placed on paid administrative leave, which is my favorite kind of leave. Yeah. He was a music teacher at Mansfield Middle School. That's kind of sad, actually. You want to hear what happened? Yeah. All right. This is a quote from the complaint. On November 28th, district leadership informed the community at the school, that a middle school staff member had been placed on paid administrative leave pending an investigation. Connecticut State Police have informed the district that the staff member has been arrested related to the incident on the bus. They'll continue to cooperate with the appropriate authorities, say the Mansfield Public School officials, suggesting that Johnson was called on a bus to address a student who was showing a two-foot stick to the other kids. 
The bus driver asked the students to toss the stick out the window, but they reportedly refused and became belligerent, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> as 10-year-olds are wont to do. Yes. Yeah. So they call in this music teacher, the enforcer. Why are you yelling? <laughs> got Johnson, and he said to the offending 10-year-old, if you talk back again, I'll rip um, your face off. Yeah, no, can't say that. The student reported the incident to their mother, mm-hmm. who reviewed the footage with the principal. He was released on $10,000 bond, this guy Johnson was, the teacher, and set to appear in court on January 8th. That's oh. what we call a bad day at work. That's a <laughs> tough way to start the new year, I would say, for sure. What yeah. he's got going here no. is a situation. That's for sure. Eric yeah. says, when I was in high school, the rugby coach subbed for the math teacher once and told one kid, sit down or I'll break your effing fingers. And it was the quietest class from that point forward. I can't imagine back <laughs> when I was a kid ever <laughs> responding to any kind of threat like that by calling your mom and my my mom would have said well what were you doing acting up like that right the tough kid with the stick went home and cried to mommy is exactly exactly. what happened right most bullies (laughs) that's the way they do it right um an alabama woman was shouting happy holidays that's nice it is nice why are you yelling then she robbed the jewelry store yeah that's the way to do it oh no the great thing is that she put the two things together in one act Heather Denise Wright, she ran when the cops arrived to a Lowe's in North Carolina. So she already had, I think, a uh, record. But then she supposedly targeted this store 10 miles north of Birmingham. She walked into the store wearing a face mask and said, Happy holidays. I don't want to hurt y'all, but I am. (laughs) And she began discharging bear spray at everyone. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. She was not a nice lady. What? Yeah. Prompting the store owner. Mm -hmm. the, The store owner then started to shoot at her. I didn't have any choice, he says. Once she started spraying the bear spray, I didn't know what was going to come next. So she was wrapped up, arrested. Y'all can all go to hell, and I'm going back to Texas. And maybe that's maybe that's what's going to wow. happen with her. Yeah. Uh, but happy holidays, uh, as they say. And finally, we go to Oakland. An Oakland woman targeted three times in two weeks by criminals. It's crazy. Three incidents in two weeks, Kim. Targeting the same person. Not cool. You got to figure something else is going on, right? I mean, what with the same person being targeted through? uh, 74 year old mother in law had cars purposely rammed into her garage in North Oakland twice, and she was carjacked in between. It began on December 11th. A photo shows that her garage was damaged after the impact, 63rd Street and Hillgas Avenue. She called Oakland cops, and she says the cops just told her the cops just told her to file an incident report. They didn't come out. They didn't do anything. She said, "Somebody had crashed through her car." That was on December 11th. Then, just three days later, the woman got into her Mercedes, which was parked on the street because of the garage, and that's when a second car pulled up. Somebody got out of the car, opened up her car door, yanked her out, 
threw her out on the street, and drove off in the car. But it was Berkeley police, not Oakland, who first arrived at that scene after being summoned by a Berkeley parking control officer who happened to be driving through the neighborhood. But that wasn't it. Then someone rammed into her garage again. Oh, man. She called the Oakland cops and was put on hold for 20 minutes, she says. She's not particularly happy with the cops. They told her that unless she was in danger of imminent bodily harm, they couldn't do anything but to file a report online. That is, you can see, the damage the second time. Wow. So the city councilman from Oakland reached out to the cops after this entire thing. An officer did reach her, went out to her place as well. They are looking at two things. Uh, Cop response, I don't know if it would have mattered, but uh, also why was this lady targeted this way? So it is a bit of an, would you say, uh, an investigative mystery? Well, what has to happen for the police to respond to you? Like how badly do you have to be victimized? That's a good question too. Right, and I think that's a question that's rolling around uh, as well. Uh, I have to wrap up, right? Yeah, I can't fi- that's it. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That's Law and Disorder for today. Tune in again next time for more Law and Disorder on The Mark Thompson Show. All right, that's it. Let's roll. Hey, let's be careful out there. Kim, truly wrapping me up. I mean, I was... Uh, I was luxuriating in Law and Disorder Part 2, and Kim is like, that's it. I got to go. Got the after party live. Yeah, I want to do it live. We'll do it live. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. They're going over to that show. A little something extra to start 2024 from Vilma. I love my Vilma. <laughs> Vilma's a big supporter from the very beginning. So many of you have been, have been here from the very beginning of this show on KGO Radio, and then when we migrated the show over to YouTube as well. So I'm so glad you're back. You're what's that? Glad you're back. Oh, thank you. I'm really glad to be back, and you did a terrific job in my absence. And I'm glad we're going to start the new year together. Tony is going to figure out how to explain that uh, Patreon and how to increase the... Thanks, Tony. Yeah, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, big show on Wednesday. I'm Stevens for the Mark Johnson Show. Bye-bye. Rothman's here tomorrow. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. Out of time. Bye-bye. Some of it may make him a bit uncomfortable. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Bye-bye.